Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, the Two Beers Podcast proudly brings to you the top NFL podcast in the world, the NFL Go For Two Playoff Special Episode Number Three. I'm Drew. I'm the host. I'm the guy that you're here to see every single week. I'm joined by the menace of Monesson, my PIC from the Two Beers podcast, making his return after a one-week sabbatical. Mr. White, how are you doing? I am excellent. I am feeling great. I'm feeling saucy. I am here to bring balance back to the podcast. Uh, Dad's home. I'm going to keep us all in line. Dad is home. Dad is home. You guys went crazy on the F-bombs last week. You each get one this episode. You get one each. So make sure you are using real vocabulary words and you judiciously <laughs> decide where you, you are going to use your one F-bomb. Enunciate. Okay, cool. uh, we're also joined by the football guy, the guy that calls the plays. Teddy Rapantis, baby. Yes, sir. Hey, I've been saying it for three seasons. I'm saying it again. Best weekend in, in football is this weekend, the divisional weekend. It's my favorite weekend of the year. You get some of the best games. I can't wait. And much like AEW throws up the bat signal for Hook to wrestle Samoa Joe, Dak Prescott, Mike McCarthy, they couldn't get it done, so they're throwing up Brock Purdy's signal, and he's coming in <laughs> to take out Green Bay. Uh, he's the he's he's the last hope for the uh, it's easy to uh, easy, easy easy to make the Super Bowl with stacked rosters crew, right? Uh, and of course, Mister Two Minute Offense himself, the Goof Gopher, like Mike McCarthy, there bringing me back. There's a uh, there's a standard here that we're going to uh, live up to, and I can't wait to help bring that standard to the Gopher Two special. Uh, That's right. I love it. I love it. I love it. Well. Without further ado, let's uh let's just get into it, boys. Let's do the two two brew salute on a three and a two and a Omaha Omaha. Here we go. <laughs> Jo, what do you got? Uh, I got a nugget nectar that is already open because <laughs> just just letting the listeners in on a behind the scenes little giggle fest here. Pre, the pre the pre show. The pre-call. Yeah, we, we started this podcast once already, and Ghost Mike went out. So if Ghost Mike goes out again, we That's are just going to power through. Um, I busted out early, guys. What can I say? Just like well, prom night. My, my, you, you know, you're very similar to Mike McCarthy in that fact. You just kind of disappeared last time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was in the middle of a great little uh, little monologue about the Browns, and just I started to fade away. <laughs> what are y'all drinking? Just like prom, God, we just was that four prom night jokes in the first three minutes and forty five seconds. It might be a new record for us. Well, I think that was only actually two. I think the other two prom night jokes were on the on the lost pod that is now a blooper reel. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, <laughs> gotcha. I was never good at math. Uh, Teddy, what are you drinking? Yeah, I had the one more Stone Cold Broken Skull, the double IPA. Uh, got one left in the back of the fridge, so excited to have this one. Let's go, let's go. Gopher, what do you got? What do you from, uh libate? From on? North Carolina. I have a duck rabbit milk stout. 
Now I it's like milk stouts. That's that's that, that's how much my uh, my interests have changed here because he definitely was doing the Michael Jordan North Carolina, but Ted, I just assumed it was the Kenny Omega. Oh, same here. I thought Kenny <laughs> Omega right away. <laughs> North, North Carolina. Carolina. Oh man, beautiful. Love that. Uh, not 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 Petey Pablo. <laughs> no, well, <laughs> North Carolina. God, raise up. We really were spoiled in college with with the music game. So we much were than what it is today. It's just. Yeah. Awful. Po- I don't even know what a Post Malone is, but apparently people like this guy. <laughs> a lot um, of bangers. A lot of bangers. Anyway, uh, I'm drinking uh, some Green Mountain Breakfast Blend coffee, as black as it can be. Uh, anyone that tuned into the Two Beers podcast last night, I am still in very much recovery recovery zone uh, with greasy foods and and just black coffee from. Uh, from a few victory, one too many victory on the wait, victory brewery on the road to victory IPAs. Uh, highly recommend those. They were absolutely delicious. Uh, let's just get into it, man. Wild card weekend. Um, we're gonna start down in Houston. The Browns. They're historically great, untouchable defense, and Joe Flacco. <laughs> Rolling in to play C.J. Stroud and D'Amico Ryan and those Texans. Uh, wow. So, you know, I remember I was I was all over talking about how special that defense was. And, my God, 42, 42 points, maybe, maybe more, maybe less that they gave up. Uh, I, I don't even I – can't, I can't believe, like, what we were watching. Like, they're – forget Joe Flacco waking up and realizing he was 40 years old isn't like too shocking these a lot of times we get we get we talked about the year of the backup quarterback you know a lot of times we forget like these guys aren't starters for reasons like they're they have a shelf life you know more more often than not and Flacco looks like he hit his uh absolutely horrendous and CJ Stroud out there looking like friggin prime Aaron Rodgers just slinging slinging the rock 70 yards. It's like every every time every time you like turned your head, he was throwing a 76 yard touchdown pass, and his and his best wide receiver it, Tank Dell isn't even there, and he's just making things work, and just he's just sliced up. But again, what I thought was a historically good defense, I thought Miles Garrett was the defensive player of the year, and man, I I was he even out there? Like, I, was anybody he on the had out there? One tackle. It That's was. It. I, I I don't know. I just. Who knows? Maybe they, maybe they were, maybe they were, maybe they were had some some IPAs the night before. Um, I don't know. Somebody, somebody, give a little bit more in depth analysis on that one. So, so last week we said, "Hey, Cleveland, all you have to do is not shoot yourself in the foot." And then Joe Flacco got a yourself. shotgun and went, "Huh, I wonder how many times I got plexigo burrs myself." Um, the the Cleveland offense is very reliant on the pass, and they they can't run the ball anymore. Uh, Jerome Ford did okay this year, but Nick Chubb was the heart and soul of that, and they lost him early, so they had to adjust. But, hey, Joe Flacco, Cinderella turned into a pumpkin, and the C.J. Stroud coming out party. We, a couple of weeks ago, we uh, we all got to pick a team, uh, and we're going to talk about a couple of those teams today, that had like the brightest future. And I think Drew said the Texans, and right now you're looking at C.J. Stroud. Texans have a top, what, 10-ish quarterback with very little uh, – Contract hitting the salary cap that that looks like a really really solid team. Yeah, didn't everybody like pretty much poo poo me when I said the Texans because I was like, oh, are we all picking the Texans? Uh, I, I was also poo pooed, <laughs> and we'll talk about that when we get to the night game on Saturday. Beautiful, beautiful. Um, 
Football talk, JO. What do you what do you, you got any you got any insights on, on this one? You CJ's your boy. CJ's CJ's the guy that might keep you going in fantasy football. Uh that like seventy whatever yard touchdown passed, like like that that ignited something in my loins and I was like that <laughs> that felt lovely. Um maybe because I could keep him for like a twelfth rounder, thanks, Gof. And um tenth. Damn it. No, no. Well, we, we oh, that's right. Where I drafted him. Yeah. God damn, tra- God damn, uh, Darren Waller got hurt week one, and I needed a backup tight end. So, so I, had to drop I, my I, third I have quarterback. him on my team. I have the option to keep him next year if I choose to do fantasy again. Um, he and is. that that bomb that he he lobbed just just ignited something in me. I I loved it. Um, I don't. I, I honestly don't know what happened to Cleveland's defense. Were they missing starters? No, no, well, they, no. They actually got they one were. back. Grant Delpit came back. Delpit like, came back. Okay, I thought they were missing. Like, uh, was Denzel Ward? Playing? Ward. Was Ward playing? I believe he was. I think they were fully healthy going into this game. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't recall yeah. anybody missing. Yeah, Ward was questionable going into the game, but suited up. Yeah, I mean, there's just, I just have no explanation for other the only explanation is Cle- is it's cleveland's going to cleveland that's pretty much it well uh, go for, four, go put it out there points, though they could have run the ball points were off 14 points were off turnovers yeah. so they scored what 42 so it was actually 28 right so so it was still a large number but it wasn't yeah. the astronomical number that you saw yeah well i mean we and i right. think we were i mean i think and again we, we all thought this was going to be about a 10 13 point game and the Browns were going to win, and that the defense was just good. The defense, like it was just going to be too much, and the Texans weren't going to be able to score enough points. And uh, yeah, Stroud just slices that. Hey, I and I, I apologize to C.J. Stroud earlier in the year, like when he got drafted. I just, you know, you, you come out of Ohio State. I, I, you know, history tells me I'm a big history guy. History tells me you're just not going to be a successful NFL quarterback. And uh, you know, he he seems to have bucked the trend. That was a uh, almost an intentional pun. Um, and, uh, you know, he looks really good. Again, it's not, you know, I, once, once, uh, D coordinators get some more tape on these couple of rookies we'll talk about, you know, year two, will be, year two is going to be really interesting to see, uh, how they're doing. But man, he was, he was awesome. That was just awesome to watch. So, um, that takes us to Saturday, Saturday night. I don't even know where I was going. It's not even a song. What am I Saturday, doing? Saturday, um, Saturday night, the Dallas, no. Wait, who was that? No, oh, no. KC, oh, Miami. Miami, the Ice Bowl. <laughs> the Peacock Bowl. Who the Peacock Bowl. Um, yeah, Chiefs. Who ended up watching that? I, I watched I, it. I saw I, the game. I, 25 I million people watched it. Unless, yeah, 25 million did. Yeah, so Chiefs, Chiefs, the Chiefs and the Dolphins played in, like, negative 35-degree weather um, to the point where all these videos were amazing, where the the, con- the concession workers were taking out bottles of water from the, the freezers and as soon as they took them out, they, they the bottles actually were freezing real time. The, um, the fridges were keeping them warm. Yeah, exactly. But hey, it was it was totally safe for everybody to be there and to play, and had nothing to do with the you know billion dollar investment the Peacock probably gave the NFL to to play that game. Um, I well, I, look, look, I just don't like Peacock. I I have no problem paying five bucks to see something I want to watch. I just the app like if I I have it, I get it free with my cable. So I have to like go on like the app. Like I don't have like a Roku, which apparently if you do it on Roku, it's a little bit more user friendly. Yes, it's sir. just it's just brutal. Like it freezes all the time. Like it's it's clunky. It's <laughs> go phone prom night basically. Um, 
Yeah, I just don't like it. And like you can't I can't flip back. Like when the game when the game goes to a commercial, like I can't flip to like other stuff. And I'm like, all right, I just I I don't care about enough about this game and you know, I know enough about the Dolphins in cold weather that I I know how this script is gonna go. So I that's why I just didn't watch it. But Ted, take 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 some analysis on this one since you did watch it. Well, last week, Goff, I think, pointed out the fact that how's Miami going to win this game? They have to run the ball, use what got them there, Raheem Mostert and Devon Achan. Do you guys want to know what they combined for on the ground in this game? Uh, was it 48 yards? No, nope. like 42. A little, little higher than that, but it's still under 100 yards. They combined for 76 rushing okay. yards. Mm. So right off the bat there, n- n- just – Negating the fact that they're in this cold weather that they don't play with, they don't play well with uh, in with to begin with. Seventy-six yards on the ground is not going to get it done against a Kansas City Chiefs defense that, if you remember that Raiders game, right, right, go for a couple weeks ago. Oh, they just I remember ran the, it. Yeah, you remember it well. They just ran the ball down the Chiefs' throats, and that was the clear key to this game. And they just couldn't get anything going on the ground. Tua, Tua had an interception in this game. Uh, just. A lot of the throws were off target. Besides that one deep touchdown pass to Tyreek. You mean that underthrown really touchdown pass? Right, yeah. That severely, severely <clears throat> couldn't reach Tyreek. Couldn't reach him at all. And Tyreek came back for it, and the defender went, no way he's stopping. He's just stopping right. the play's over. Oh, it, the ball's there. The Dolphins were 1 for 12 on third downs. I mean, if you can't convert third downs, especially in this type of weather – you're not going anywhere, and it just looked like from from the opening, the first play of the game, it looked like Mike McDaniel, the, the Dolphins did not want to be there, uh, just just because of that weather. So, uh, Chiefs got to go with Pacheco on the ground. We we knew from the get go this was going to be a game where temperatures are are you know below freezing. Let's let's get the uh, run game going on the ground. He had 89 yards, plus the touchdown, and then the emergence of the rookie Rashi Rice finally. You know, it seems like the Chiefs have been looking for a guy to step up all season long. That's been the thing about the Chiefs, right? They don't have the weapons they used to have since Tyreek left. Mahomes just hasn't looked right. Kelsey's kind of had a down year. Finally, Rashi Rice, eight catches, a buck 30, a touchdown. Uh, He looked really good. He looks like a guy that Mahomes is going to start trusting a lot more, especially, you know, just going off this game. And and defensively, look, the Chiefs have been – led by their defense for the most part this year, right? I mean, the, the offense hasn't been scoring points, so the defense showed up. Miami's not good in in weather that's under 50 degrees, which is not even that cold. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I think we knew going into this the Dolphins kind of shot themselves in the foot by losing home field and not winning that division because they could have been playing this game, uh, could have had a game in Miami in 70-degree weather. What do you think, Golf? No, Teddy, uh, you you nailed everything. I'm uh, very little to comment. I'm glad you brought up Rasheed uh, Rice. Mm-hmm. Um, so Tua looked god awful. Was this just an aberration? Was just one bad Tua game, or is this a bigger problem? Because he looked like he couldn't throw the ball. And if you're going to win in January, eventually you're going to have to drop below 50 degrees. Mm-hmm. And they have a decision coming up because he's he's got the Mike Tomlin one year left on his contract. And this is the typical time where the quarterbacks start getting the extensions. Is Tua about to get the Daniel Jones extension and having all of Miami regret it, or is this just like a blip on the radar? I'm going to say for now it's a blip because I think I saw somewhere that Miami came out, I think Stephen Ross, whoever the owner is, and said that they intend to keep Tua long-term. So they might be falling in the Daniel Jones trap here with Tua. I'm going to say that – 
they're going to go back to the drawing board. This team, look, they look. I, mean, I know the, they didn't their entire defense teams. didn't play. Like they had six yeah. people who started week one who didn't play. They were missing game. a lot of guys, right? I think what they're going to do is they're going to go back and look at they and lost say, look, men. They lost men. We lost men. <laughs> they have to obviously clearly nail down home field advantage. That's going to be the key for this team in 2024. The talent is there. They can win games. They can put up points. You have to win your division. You have to make sure that th these playoff games are coming through your stadium because clearly, too, is the type of player that needs that to be playing in that weather for him to be successful. I think right now it's just a blip, and I think they'll – I don't know – I don't know. I don't want to say long term, but they're probably going to commit to him for uh, maybe another two to three seasons. I would say. What do you What do you think? I mean, if you're just looking at the quarterback landscape, to a, I'm, I'm again, I'm not saying he's great, but he's also not a bad quarterback, and he can demand. Hey, you don't want me? There's eight teams out there that will gladly take my services, um, and hey, I'll go to a dome team. I'll go to a warm weather team. Whatever it is, and they'll just figure it out, and. He just looked off all game, and really the last two weeks, you look at that week 18 versus Buffalo, he was not inspiring anything uh, big happening there either. I, I just, as, as a person who had Derek Carr for a decade, I know what like high, just above average will get you, and it'll get you a lot of disappointment. So that's why I was just questioning it. But like, I mean, if you're Pittsburgh yeah, right now, you you take Tua over Kenny Pickett, so like, Tua's gonna have options. But their GM came out and said, Will Greer, the GM said, uh, we intend to have Tua here long term. Now, All what right. that means, I, I don't know what that means. Yeah, you know? define long term. Exactly. All right. Would you? Boys, anything to else to add? I'm sorry. Jo, uh, what do you think? Because you were the, you were the guy coming into this year, which you pre I mean. You, you nailed the prediction. He did have a nice comeback season yeah. with Tua. You're a big Tua guy. What, what do you think? Does, does this team keep him long-term? Do you see him going elsewhere? Hey, um, cool. I'll just, I'll just go bleep myself as I was about to interject, Ted, and then you cut me off. So go sorry, ahead. Drew. Go ahead, Jaya. Yeah, how, how's it feel, Drew? <laughs> is, it, is, it, is, this, is this what I do? Is it's what this you big? do. All the time. Ugh, God. Especially when you were drunk yesterday on the pot, and you Tits you, asked my, you asked my opinion on like nineteen different. things. I really did, and I just wouldn't. Let and you give just, it. I, I would give like three words into the explanation, and then you would just jump in and like start. I'm like, ah, okay, okay this is just one of those. <laughs> anyway, um, I I I don't. I honestly don't know if Tua gets better. Like, I want to say he's still young. He's still developing. He has another level he can achieve. And I think he can, but at the same time, he might not. So he's, I, I think he's good enough to win playoff games. He, it just wasn't this year. This year, it's they, they almost had like a little eagle syndrome going on where it's like they mm -hmm. peaked early and then just like scuffled and couldn't find it. Um, and, and, and a lot of the, the uh, coincidentally, not so coincidentally, they had injuries to all their star guys like – uh, Tyreek was out, Waddle was out, A-Chain was out, all at different points, and they just, I mean, same with the Eagles. Devontae, uh, A.J. Brown, even. Uh, uh, they got ravaged defensively. They had a, they had a yeah. top ten unit for a lot of the year until a lot, some of these guys start, started going down. Yeah, that's know? the so, irony of the season. Everyone was worried yeah. about Tua's health coming in. He was the only one who played all the games. That's yeah. very true. What are the odds so, that happens again? Yeah, they were exactly Teddy. They were they were missing all the all the. I mean, they were pulling guys off the couch like literally. So, um, 
I it's I think it's too early to panic on Tua. I think you definitely give him another another season. Mm-hmm. I would assume it goes well, and then you kind of assess what long term means from there. But yeah, it's it's, de- it's definitely two more seasons. Um, but I I think it'll be all right. Go ahead, Drew. Sorry. No, you're good. I, I was gonna say one. I was gonna ask, would you tr- would you trade Tua for Cousins? Well, Cousins a free agent. I I'm, I, I know. I'm just well, not not, not literally trade. Would you swap? Would, would Mike McDaniel? I think he would. Would you swap? Would you rather have Cousins or Tua right now? Was I think I'd rather have Cousins. Should, I think Cousins. Jf. Ah uh, man, if ah jeez, ah. Uh, I don't know. Don't ask somebody else. I don't what does what does I, I have no one else to ask, but that's okay. <laughs> what does Tua give you that Cousins doesn't give you? It's not like Tua runs and scrambles. You have Kirk that can a is a pretty accurate quarterback. I'd say maybe not as precise as Tua, but still very accurate. But B has the arm to actually let these people who run fast run fast. Like Tua has to get the ball yeah. out so early to throw a bomb that a safety can try and break on it again. Obviously, Tyreek's got a lot of long passes this year. But how many times have you seen Tyreek start to do the like center fielder sprinting to the wall and then like, up? Oh, I don't have to hit the whole wall. I'm going to slow up to catch this pop-up. It happens yeah. at least once or twice a game. Yeah, I, and, so, and so from my opinion, I, I would you, – you gotta. I think you got to stick with Tua here at least another year. If anything, Mikey McNuggets has to tweak tweak the system. He's He's got to change the offense a little bit to where – they can play into two of strengths. And I get it. You have Tyree kill. He's a big time deep threat, but you got, you got to find a way to get more, more short intermediate passes and things that two, can do a little bit better. Um, and not just be relying on, on long balls. And again, the run game was so successful all year. And I don't listen, maybe, maybe these guys just can't run in the cold. I mean, I, I'm, let's not overreact to uh, the, 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 you know, historically the coldest game played, in, yeah, this uh, was the fourth coldest yeah. game. This is an outlier. Yeah, yeah. So like maybe that's what happened with Moser. Because I mean, Moser definitely was a, affected Mo, them. Yeah, Moser was incredible all year. And listen, A Chain was hurt um, for most of the season, but he was really good. So uh, yeah. I, 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 I wouldn't, I wouldn't jump off the Tua, the Tua train. No. We just can't yet. underplay underplay the severity of the cold. You go out there and yeah. below freezing temperatures, it plays tricks on your mind. That's all you start thinking about. You're not thinking about what you're supposed to be doing. Mahomes, you know, Mahomes, Mahomes helmet warm. broke. <laughs> right. His helmet right. broke. Which was, I'd never seen a helmet break like it never that. Had, I don't think it never cool. has. Also, also how did the NFL not like, all right, should we really be playing this game right now? Like, because we they had, well, that's be- a big discussion we could have after these. Yeah, that's, uh, get, that's, that's because you think you think Peacock was going to switch to a Monday 1, one o'clock game? <laughs> Absolutely. So that's we, true. And before we move on, so what do you guys think? Do you think Mahomes and the Chiefs found something here, or is it just because Miami, uh, you know, was kind of lacking playing in this type of temperature. Uh, I think it was more about my Miami than anything. I mean, okay. what did we really see that was any different? Like the the Chiefs' right. defense was 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 really good, which is that's what's that's what's gotten the Chiefs to eleven wins. The defense, it right. it, it has not been Mahomes and the offense. We could talk about receivers dropping balls. Our uh, our our inside stat man, uh, the big Kevin Lacey, sent us uh, some stats that you know. I think I think there were. Five hundred and fifty-seven drop passes, or some 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 crazy stat for whatever 
that showed Mahomes drop balls or something this year. And mm-hmm. Dak had like 13 fewer drop balls. And Dak had monster stats. So, like, right. the drop ball thing, it is what it is. Like, the, the, the biggest difference to me in the Chiefs' offense struggling is that Kelsey just looked completely washed for. 90% of the season. Just didn't another yeah. two, he had he another just, two and drops. I, and I'm using the word washed. I'm using that way too aggressively. He just he just did not look explosive. Um and just didn't look like he was he was creating creating the space and the mismatches that he usually does to open everything up for everybody else. So I, I think I, I don't I, you know, I, I don't think it was the Dol- the Dolphins just looking shitty. I think it was just the Chiefs the Chiefs are who they are and the Dolphins just couldn't um couldn't step up and deliver. All right, I can't tell if I'm um, thinking about what we were discussing from the original pod or this one, but I feel like we've talked about this one for a long time. Let's let's, let's move keep on. going. Move it, move it. All right, so then we got Saturday or Sunday. God, I'm just going to stop singing. Sunday. <laughs> Sunday, Sunday, bloody Sunday. Sunday. Sunday after – wait, did we miss a game? No. No, there was a game that was moved to Monday. Dallas and Green Bay. Let's get to it. Dallas and Green Bay. Da- hey, all right. Lose the snarkiness, pal. Uh, <laughs> I'm with Teddy. Dallas and Green Bay. Holy hell. Um, oh, the My happiest three and a half hours of the weekend. It really oh. it really was. But, like, I'm just blo- I just, I'm blown away that the Cowboys, who were they, 16-0, their last um, – Two last seasons, six- yeah. Last, last two seasons, last, last two seasons, sixteen and zero at home, and that used to be a thing with AT and T Stadium. That I, I think for a, the longest time they were only like five. They were like they were four and four, like yeah. every year because like they didn't really have. It was like oh, this place is too big. It doesn't really create a a home field advantage. Right. And they've they've gone sixteen and zero, sixteen and zero. They were seven and a half point favorites, which in the playoffs is a huge disparity. Um, the two seed against the seven seed. The set and well, we have, we've all joked on this pod that the seven seed's a bullshit seed. Yet, nope, they've never won. The seven seed has never won. Uh, runner-up MVP, most likely. He could still win. Dak could still win the MVP, but he's probably going to be the runner-up. He's not. Super okay. Bowl, Super Bowl winning head coach Mike McCarthy. Tons of number one offense. So many games they won by fifteen plus points, and the game was pretty much over with what five minutes left to play in the second quarter. Yeah. <laughs> Just absolutely, absolutely. It was what, 28, 28 to seven, right? Or so, it was point? twenty. It was it was twenty seven seven and a half. Twenty seven seven and a half time. Yeah. Um, was the was scores. The Packers win the toss, uh, and make a huge statement on the first drive. Some some bad da- Dallas penalty. Some bad Dallas penalties. Um, but they go down. They score the first touchdown. Look really good. Uh, and then uh, <laughs> um, Dak throws an interception inside their own 20. So now he, now that didn't that didn't put points on the board, but it put the Packers in the position to go ahead and get another touchdown. Um so Aaron Jones is running all over the place. Free Aaron, Matt Barry just kept tweeting free Aaron Jones all over the place on Saturday. Uh he was excellent. Um and then the kicker, you know, they kept they they oddly kept saying like like CD Lamb dropped one pass and then out of nowhere the announcers were like Man, something's going on with Dak and Ceedee Lamb. Like, there's gotta be, there's gotta be, gotta be something off the field. Like, something must have happened there. I'm like, he dropped the pass. Like, what are we doing? And then the next drive, I guess Dak, um, Mark Sanchez did a really good job, and Steve and Steve Smith, um, like the real Stephen Smith, uh, did a really good job breaking down the the the, the next play for Dak, and he he just was eyeing down Ceedee Lamb. Looked like he was just trying to force him the ball, and. 
throws a pick six and it's twenty it's twenty one nothing and it felt like the game was it was a wrap at that point. Um pretty pretty incredible stuff. And Jordan Love Jordan Jordan Love had had a good game, was making some really good passes. But the Dallas defense, like I there there was as, as bad as the Eagles secondary has been, as laughable as some of their tackling was on Monday night. Like there were what three plays where there wasn't a Dallas corner cornerback or safety within thirty yards of a Packer yeah. receiver. Egregious, um, egregious. That, that Pretty, Luke Musgrave tight end. Lee what play? happened there? Like that was nuts. Um, so here's the thing: they've run ahead, that yeah. play. Green Bay's run that play like once every four weeks. That's it's a classic play that you like run in Madden if you have a good tight end, and it's like everyone flood one way, the tight end leaks the other way, and I've never seen it this wide open, even in like in a video game. There was he, he the Niners it, have ran he, it a couple times too. He fielded it like a like a pop fly, like a can of corn, caught it, turned, and there was no one. Not only within no twenty five yards, he like barely ran into the end zone. Yeah. Like he had to beat one guy to the pylon because he was that other guy was busting his ass from forty yards away. It was egregious. And here's the other thing: if you're Dallas, the the Green Bay defense is not good. It's just flat out been bad all year. The Packers fans hate Joe. Uh, was it Joe Barry? Yeah. They just want him fired because, like, Carolina couldn't score the last two weeks, but three weeks before they dropped thirty on Green Bay. Like it's been their weakest point by far. And Green Bay looked like a top ten defense the other day. Not only picking off that pick six, but like they they were index faced throughout the game. And uh, my my favorite stat that I've got over the last week, and I've I've seen a lot of them about Dallas, the Green Bay Packers in Jerry World in AT and T Stadium have as many playoff wins <laughs> since it opened as the Dallas Cowboys. They've Amazing. beaten the Cowboys there three times, and it's not like they play every year. They've been the Cowboys there three times, and the Steelers there in the Super Bowl. Like that's insane. And Golf, what Dallas did, what did, has been that ineffective. What did you and I say last week? Drew came on here and said, "Take Dallas. Green Bay's got no chance." But if yeah. if Green Bay has a chance, what is it? And we both said we pointed it out. Dallas hasn't been great against the run. What yeah. did they do? Aaron Jones, who if I think they popped up the stat at some point during the game, Aaron Jones like owns Dallas. Like, I think in his last four games against Dallas, he just kills them. He had 118 yards on the ground with three touchdowns. So that was the key. And, and Jordan Love um, was making a lot of big plays outside of the pocket, off-platform throws on his back foot, kind of just lobbing it up there, buying time for his receivers to get open. And he's another guy that spreads it around, much like C.J. Stroud. If you look at their stats, Stroud and Love – they pretty much had the same exact game. I think 270 yards, three touchdowns each. Uh, so it was a very similar game in that aspect of it. But the key was that Dallas could not stop Aaron Jones, and it just kept piling on when they had the short fields and Dak's throwing pick sixes. I mean, it got away from them so fast, and it just seemed like either they weren't prepared or it just got in their – something got in their heads that, hey, we should be just coming into this game and trouncing the Packers and – Moving on, we're the two seed, and and clearly, uh, Green Bay just punched them in the mouth, and Dallas was not prepared for that at all. Yeah, and like and it could have been. It, it, I say it could have been even worse because on oh on yeah, the drive, Dallas got the drive, close near the, the, end. The, the, the drive where Dallas finally scored as the half was ending, they 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 benefited from a blown horse collar penalty, yeah. um, a dropped interception in the end zone, yeah, and a missed and a missed false start. Um, 
all 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 things that would have kept Dallas completely off the board. Um, Plus the scores near the end of the game. I mean, Green Bay took their foot off the, the gas pedal. And oh yeah, I mean, backups this, were in there. So. Yeah, they stop, brought yeah. in Sean Clifford. Yeah, they, yeah, they lost by they lost by four touchdowns, which I. I don't know why teams do. I get it. You're like you're worried about injuries, but like you have to. You, you got to be careful. Like I mean, you can still play your starters and not not like not not be overly aggressive and crazy to get hurt because that could have that could have that could have gotten dangerous there had Dallas scored um, yeah. on the one possession. And of course, these uh, these Shanahan coaching trees uh, not running the ball. Yeah. Um, in the last three minutes to get, get it, to, to make Dallas burn a timeout and get to the two, get to the two minute warning. It's like what are, what are you doing? Um, but anyway, I Romeo don't Dobbs had had a game right. Huge game. Six my for boy, fifty one yeah. a touchdown. So my gay, my boy Romeo yeah. Dobbs, uh, baby. La- La- last La- thing on this. Oh, sorry. Yeah, go, go, on. On, go on. No, I was gonna say. Uh, clearly, the Packers know what they're doing. Let your quarterback sit for three years and then play him. <laughs> yeah. Last thing I want to say, uh, and I brought it up earlier. We we were talking about brightest futures and the Packers have the youngest roster and I brought up the Packers a couple weeks ago is I think they have one of the brightest futures and Jordan Love showed it the other day and with a home field advantage for Dallas and really for any team with a really passionate home fan base it's great if you're winning but if you start to lose they turn on you and those boos started to come down at the end of the first quarter real fast and and that's what Dallas like the Dallas just wasn't going to here we go Overcome again. That's that. that's yes, what happened. That's what Basically, it was, it was here it was we dread. go again. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Pretty, pretty incredible stuff. Um, I, I'm, I, at that point is where I realized I just I don't know anything about sports, and that's why I'm messing with Excel spreadsheets. I was like, I can't. I, no, in no way could I ever imagine that game going the way that it uh, that it did. It was just absolutely obnoxious. Um, but then, Jo, you got anything else before we move on? I'm just sitting here waiting. I'm like, I don't care. I don't, I don't have to. I don't have to say anything about the Packers. I, whatever. We can, we could just move on. Do you have anything uh, to say about the Packers? <laughs> no, I just the back foot throws by Jordan Love were just awesome. Jaw, jaw dropping. I'm like, really? Like, because every time he 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 ripped one off, I'm like, okay, this has got to be picked, right? And then he's just putting it on a dime to a receiver, and I'm like, how? Just. How do they have another quarterback who's just gonna throw a sidearm flick off his back foot and just just drop dimes like all over the field? It's, it's like, how's this happening? Are, are the and, Packers doing it right then? Is it just like, hey, actually draft a quarterback early, let him sit a couple years? Yeah, that, is, that that was the that's the old model. I mean, I know. They, that's what they used people it's used worked. to do. And uh, since I'm, 1991, it's worked for them. So they're onto something. Well, like, let's also be real. Like, they're also these guys are also. Learning behind fucking Brett Favre. God damn it, I used my F. Damn it. Um, there it goes. Learning behind Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. I mean, they're also they've also had that that benefit that they're um, behind some all time greats there. Um, the True. other thing I was gonna say, um, and then we can move on, is that um, give Lafleur his flowers because I mean, he he replaces McCarthy and actually his Lafleurs. <laughs> his <laughs> and um actually ups the win totals uh from what mccarthy was getting and then you know it's like oh well it's just all aaron Rodgers. well look what he's doing with jordan love so yeah goes to him i was gonna say how how big is this like an addition by subtraction like you lose that aura of bullshit that rogers brings into your locker room and like everyone just breathes a little easier there's not as big of a spotlight it's the morale thing it's the patrick ewing theory Yes. That, yep. that, yeah. The big star goes away, and this and that. Nah, you know, and it's uh, one. It's I nothing. 
I'm kind of, no offense, Ted, I'm kind of rooting for the Packers to, to go to the Super Bowl now because nothing would be more joy just to be able to shit on Aaron Rodgers a little bit more that he gets out of there and complaining about how the team isn't putting enough talent around him. And the very next year, with the, pretty much everybody that was on the With roster, no Rodgers right? and no Adams. With yeah, no but Rod- like, I don't, they, they didn't really make that many key additions this year in free agents. I mean, they, never, they typically don't. They so no, they're, all, they're the youngest team in the NFL. Yeah, so, so this is pretty much the same the same roster as last year that he it's had. a lot of rookies and second-year players. Yeah. Um, if they were to go to the Super Bowl, I would just start dying. And, like, I, I McAfee probably wouldn't bring it up on their show since they're buddies or whatever. But I'd love, I'd love to hear Aaron Rodgers talk about how the team didn't have enough talent um, for him to succeed, and the very next year they went to the Super Bowl. It would just be amazing. I, I got to take one shot. The, the Ewing theory, uh, Washington Nationals, when Bryce Harper left, they won a championship. Yeah, cool. Mm. It's because they uh, had historic. <laughs> yeah. I had yeah. to throw that in there. Yeah, his, his sto- historic pitching and Juan Soto waiting in the wings, but that's okay. Um, Should we get to the best game of the weekend? Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, and, and we got Go. Sunday night. Uh, it was no secret. This was the one that we all thought would be um, – it was probably the most 50-50 game out of all these. Going into it, obviously. Thinking and Eminem it. hyped it up to start it. I mean, he did. Great, um, great intro package. The Ram, Rams and Matthew Stafford heading into Detroit with Jared Goff. A lot of good storylines there. Goff versus old teams versus his old team. Stafford versus his old team. Um, really, really fun game. Um, nobody could stop anybody. Uh, it was just I think I think the Lions got one one stop and by stop they let up a field goal uh, in uh, in the first quarter and then yeah. it was just it was just tutties tutties tutties. Um, well, the second half well, was, was only say, in the first half. Three, yeah. Yeah. yeah, they nodded. Yeah, they and then they uh, they nutted up in the second half um, and we saw. Did we? Did anyone score? Oh, I guess the I guess the Rams got a touchdown, right? It wasn't all field goals. No, was it? it was it was six to three in the second no, half. Second half was no touchdown. No, so touchdowns. it was all field goals. Okay, yeah, it was all field goals. Um, the the overbetters were going nuts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really, really, really fun game. Um, you know, I thought the golf. Goff looked really good in the first half, and then in the second half, I thought he, I thought Happy Feet came back. Um, even when the, I didn't, I didn't feel like the Rams were. They were getting somewhat pressure, but I felt like he was again. He was just kind of seeing ghosts behind him, and it was really it was really messing with him being able to hit his receivers. Um, I he he tripped over his own feet on one on one play that was just like what what is he doing? Like nobody's nobody's even really there, and he's getting out of the pocket. Um, Stafford, you know, Stafford was really good. You know, he had some really he had a couple of really really fun passes uh, as as Stafford tends. Tends to do. I was a little surprised that the Rams didn't run the ball better. I know um, Kyron got dinged up. I think a little bit. Yeah, I, I thought that would have been if the Rams were going to win. You, I, it was going to be because that Kyron Williams yeah. ran for like if they ran did, the ball better. Basically, did what um, Aaron Jones did uh, yeah. in the in the first game. I thought that right. would be the way they would win. But yeah, he was pretty pretty quiet. Um, Pedestrian. He was only sixty yards on the ground. Yeah, really really quiet. And then it yeah you know, it really came down to could. You know, could the Lions, the Lions defense, get a stop? Um, which they did. Huge sequence where they they get a big stop on um, a big stop on a second down play to uh, to Puka. Oh no, yeah, to Puka, and then um, you know they get a big a big sack on uh, on Stafford to to force a punt. And Goff um, Goff had to just get get a first down in the last two minutes uh, to seal the game, and he finally got one off. They Dan, Dan Campbell's got some serious balls. I, I, this, he's a madman when it comes to play calling. I, I'll never understand his his goal line play calls where he'll like 
he's got these two awesome running backs, and he'll go pass, pass, run, run, which makes no sense to me. It's like, what, should you be doing the other thing? Um, and then on that on that last drive, I just I, no way that I think he was um, he was gonna throw the ball on. I think it was third. I think it was second down. It was second down. It was se- yeah. It was it was second and what seven something like that. Second right? and seven, I think. Yeah, yeah. So you're like you figure they're gonna run the ball one more. They're gonna run the ball one more time and make the Rams use their use their timeout. And he comes out. And we were we were saying we were like yeah, run the ball here and then put the put the put the ball in Sun God. Try to get it into Sun God or Laporta's hands. And he comes out and just he throws the ball and uh, it's a a, a a seven yard slant to uh, to Sun God who extends to get the the first down to move the chains and they they seal the game. But he's a madman. I just I can't I I just never know what he's doing and you know if it, it it's working it's they got thirteen wins this season so um yeah great stuff on my end. Got, I don't know if anyone else has anything. Let, else yeah, let Jordan take start it up. No 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 I, I like when you guys go it's cool. Um. I uh, I was happy that uh, my wife's cousin Skorana caught a catch. That was fun. <laughs> um, but uh, good for Detroit, man. I mean, this is long time coming. I did think that Stafford was going to go pull it out. We are talking about Detroit versus Rams, right? Yeah. Yes, sir. I was just happy that Goff pronounced it Detroit last week because I, I always get shit for that. So I always say Detroit also. Yeah, thank you. Um, and... Yeah, I mean, I was impressed that they were able to hold on because I was just waiting for them to not hold on, so kudos to them. What did you think of Pook? Now, the real star of this game, guys, was, was Puka Nakua. Nine catches, a buck 81. He couldn't be stopped. What, what do you guys think about him as, I mean, Coop, Cooper Cup only had five for 27 in this game. He's getting up there in age. Stafford's got another stud, number one receiver, that, that is going to probably break a lot of records next year. What do you guys think about this kid, man? Go, what I do mean, you think, man? The, the fact that the first nine passes to him were all caught for 189 yards Crazy. was disgusting. And right. the 10th pass is the one that that fourth down call – or that uh, – yeah, that fourth down Oh, so he caught all of his targets. He was nine he for nine? his first nine targets. And wow. And the last one that could have been an interference because he was hit by both sides. Yeah, they uh, could have thrown a flag there. Easily. I mean, I've seen a lot less called. But the kid uh, looked unstoppable. That's, that's what, what I like, saw. He's just he's he's fucking juggernaut. Like he, you get the ball and he doesn't. He's not that big, but he's like, no, I'm just putting my head down. I'm gonna hit the spin move eight times, and then I'm just gonna drag you an extra three or four yards every time. And when that tells the defense is that they have to run and gang tackle him, which means hey, let's put a couple more people close to him, and if there are a couple more eyes, Stafford could spread the ball to other people. To Marcus Robinson, Cooper Cup is he might be washed. I mean. He's gone over 50 yards once in his last six games. Ask mm. Jordan. Uh, his fantasy season is, you know, ended early because of that. But, like, no, P- Puka's the, I mean, for a fifth-round rookie out of BYU that ran, like, what, a 4-7? Yeah. I mean, he's he's the real deal, and it's showing that the uh, stopwatch doesn't always matter. And kudos to Stafford. I mean, he got beat up in this game really bad. Just doing what he's been done, doing his whole career. Gets beat up, stays in the game. Uh, he had a gash on his throwing hand that was he, he taped looked like up. he got concussed too yeah he, he got like hit he got knocked the fuck out yeah if you see the nfl films clip of that he definitely was like looking to the sky like it looked like he was concussed for sure and he yeah. stayed in the game and uh just took a beating like he normally does and uh it's it's an interesting dynamic because look i know <clears throat> stafford has the super bowl ring but this is the team that, that he's blood, sweat, and tears for 13 seasons, could not win a playoff game for them, could not even get a home playoff game for them. And he goes back there, he loses, 
indirectly causing them to win their first home playoff game, and Jared Goff is the one that gets the flowers. I mean, I know he's got the ring, but do you think that plays into anything in his head? Like, hey, I, I couldn't get no. this done over here? No. Or you don't care about that? For him, though, because I'm sure he's okay. probably clinging on to what everyone else did and just said it was the Lions' fault that he never won. Well, right. we, all, we, all, we all know the reason why he never won a playoff game was because of that absurd pass interference that wasn't called uh, against Dallas uh, back in 2014, right. uh, mm. which is why I've, no, I've never had any sympathy over the Des Bryant. Was that a catch or not? <laughs> was that a catch right. or not after the, what happened the week before? Um, but no, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think so. He, he got it. Okay. He, he got his ring, so it's like, who, like no, that's I, true. No. So, Teddy, I'm going to take your question and flip it. I, I think that game was big, and it was for Jared Goff's confidence. Sure. I mean, J.O., Drew, we we all saw a movie together when we first went down to Florida that we had never seen before. It was Swingers. And Vince Vaughn jumping up. Look at Mikey. Mikey's the big winner. This was Jared. Look at Jared. Jared's the big winner. Jared's all grows up. He's all grows up, and he's all, all grows, grows up. up. He's all grows up. Like <laughs> that, when Goff – Coming out of the two-minute warning, which, by the way, Sean McVay has no idea how to manage a timeout. Like, just call it before the two-minute warning. Don't let 27 seconds run off the clock. You've clearly never played Madden before. Yeah. Like, Dan Campbell, yeah, the madman who went for fourth down and got that Laporta touchdown. They come out, and I think that pass was Campbell telling Goff, you're our quarterback, you're our guy. You're going to win this game for us right now. We have faith in you. And Goff went, I believe you, and just uncorked a laser on yep. a quick slant to Amon-Ra, and Sun God got the first down, game over. Three knees were over. Like, And that first knee for Goff, that first knee was relief. He took a knee, he held his arms up, he put the ball up to the sky. Like, yeah. that, obviously that meant Vindication, vindication. Yeah. It, it was, suffering I, well, we were just And we were just talking about Stafford. You weren't asking for either one of them, right, Ted? Uh, no, yeah. but he. No, but well, Ted said he was going to flip it. Stafford. Oh yeah, okay. okay. Yeah. I was going to say. I was like, did yeah. I miss the question? I was like, yeah, I, no. I, I totally agree with you, Goff. Yeah, yeah, yeah for he, Goff. Yeah. So I like for Goff. I think that was the biggest thing. And can for he? Sure. I mean, we've seen quarterbacks get confidence and go on a run, and not to beat a dead horse. Joe Flacco did it once. And, Eli Manning did it twice. Like you get that. Who, who knows where it takes you? And now, and back, real quick, and then we're going to go to. Um, we're going to go to the Monday games, which, which the will be fast because they were both trash. Um. um I will say this though, Ted. If the Lions were to win the Super Bowl, right, then that becomes that's different. Then that becomes a story because yeah, that then that's different with Stafford. I think because it's like the, this this isn't a good defense. The, the Detroit defense, I I at least don't think it is. I, they have a couple players, but I think overall, I, I think it's a pretty weak defense. Um, and they they gave Stafford a lot of toys, a lot of wide receiver weapons. You know what I mean? But it was always like ah, the defense stinks, this and that. Like it's not like Goff is playing with like no. This defense all pro- sucks for the Lions. Yeah, it's terrible. Um, so like if he were to go and win a Super Bowl, then it'd be like huh, and Stafford Stafford couldn't win a playoff game for Detroit, but you know Jared Goff, who apparently stinks, just went and won a freaking Super Bowl for God's sakes. And how about um, Dan Campbell? I, I like to say Mike Tomlin's one of my favorite coaches, but when you watch Dan Campbell. In his in his post games with the with the team in in the locker room, Jared Goff, you're good enough for Detroit. You know, giving a, a game ball to the GM, he's the man. I, I love Dan Campbell. I feel. Good. Listen, if the Niners somehow, you know, blow it, don't don't make it too, you know, out of here. I'm rooting for Detroit because they're awesome. Yeah. Wait. So wait, you just said Detroit there, not Detroit. Detroit. Detroit, Detroit basketball. <laughs> That's why I say Detroit. That exactly. Oh man. Teddy. All right. So going to Monday, uh, the. The Steelers and Bills 
were supposed to play on Sunday. 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 Uh, they Blizzard. moved it. They moved it to Monday because of the weather. Because that game wasn't on Peacock, so it was okay to move. Um, yeah, I it, the the Steelers put up a pretty a pretty good fight um, for being down twenty one nothing to start the game. Um, they didn't give up. Uh, got it within a touchdown. That the two biggest plays were you know missed tackle, which is pretty wild um, of the things that you wouldn't expect the, the Steelers to do. Just piss poor tackling. One for Josh Allen. Um, he has a big you know I think it was like a fourteen fifteen yard run. He does the ridiculous the he fake slide. Two yard touchdown run, right? Yeah, he does the fake slide, which that should be outlawed. That uh, wasn't a fake slide. I saw. You don't think so? That was a hesitation. No, it, was a ju- hesitation. it was a juke. I guess I don't know. Um, if I'm the if I'm the defensive the way that the defensive player kind of stopped, he's like I I can't hit it. Like I, I to me, if I'm a defensive player, I'm like I got to be careful because if he's giving himself up and I go after him, right. I'm gonna get a flag. Um, so well to me, Drew, again, you know a, who you know to, who the most famous originator of that fake slide was, right? I should know this. It's well, Mahomes does it all the time too. But it's it was not Russ? Mahomes. No, it was a college player. Who's that? I don't. I don't. Out know of that. Pittsburgh, his Kenny, name was Kenny, Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett. Oh wow, awesome. Um, but yeah, they should. Kenny yeah, Pickett Kenny. did an actual fake slide. The Mahomes was like, "I'm gonna slow up and slide." No, no, I'm not. And yeah, with so the yeah, was, I just I whatever. I just it, it, I, it like. I was an incredible, and it was an incredible play by Josh Allen. I'm not trying to down. I just as soon as it happened, I'm like, I see well, both. So- I see both yeah, sides of it because, yeah. like, like if if they just line him up and crush him, they're gonna get flagged. Yeah, they're gonna get flagged. But, but at the same time, like he didn't yet start his slide, so you have to do that. Uh, it's yeah, like, it just shows. It's, it's just I'm just piling like like what like the def- the defense is at such a disadvantage in the NFL now on a play like that. But like, I mean, what that honestly doesn't matter. I mean, they, yeah, and it was incredible. Okay, Josh Allen was incredible. Uh, just an incredible play by Josh Allen. Um, and then uh, when they're they're up seven, and I, it was who, Shakir, who, right? Who Khalil was the little Shakir. receiver? It was a, it was yeah, one of their Khalil little Shakir. guys. Shakir. Shakir. Yeah. Um, again, he 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 catches a little like five yard a five yard pass. Um, and I think it was Fitzpatrick, right? Who couldn't bring him down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah flung, and flung him around, and then he ends up. Style. Yeah, then he ends up getting an extra eight yards and pretty much seals the game. So, I I don't have a ton. I, I a ton of. I don't know that we or that we need a ton of analysis on this one. Other, you know, Jay. I don't know. If you, I know you didn't get to watch the entire game because you had uh, had some some dad duties. But um, I, I I saw the whole game. Oh, um, did you? Okay, I didn't realize that. Any any life changing thoughts on this one? Um, no, pretty much went exactly how I thought it would go. Other than I wasn't. The uh, the Steelers did fight back more than I was expecting. Yeah. Um, block put the the block field goal that um got them a score by the end of the first half was big. Oh, and the, yeah, the, yeah. the punter pulled his hammy on that. That was funny. So um so yeah that was pretty pretty uh interesting that they actually fought back some but I mean they just they were just everything out coached out prepared. Out played out. I mean, just top to bottom. It's just, it's just very predictable. Uh, what was it? What was your defense? You, you were, you were sending us some pretty interesting uh, Steeler de- def- or defensive points in their last like six playoff games. Oh, they actually improved uh, their defense from their last playoff games, where they gave up thirty-eight, forty-two, forty-five, and forty-eight in their last. <laughs> I, I totally forgot. I, I always forget that the Blake Bortles game was like 40, 45 to like 30 or something crazy. Like Blake Bortles put up 45 on the Steelers. In Pittsburgh, right? 
in Pittsburgh. I was there. I was uh, yeah. I, I was in the second row. <laughs> I always I I, never, I always remember they won, and I was just like I was like, oh man, that's just absurd. Um, ah, if and of course, if it wasn't for the Patriots tax, then uh, the Blake Bortles would have been quarterbacking in the uh, in the Super Bowl. But yeah, that um, that play that play had a fumble that should have gone for a touchdown, and this play had a fumble that should have been recovered by the other team. Yeah, pretty wild so, stuff. We'll um, just say Josh, when he doesn't turn the ball over, they're hard to beat. They're an electric team. What's their record? Seventeen and zero. Seventeen and zero, baby. When Which Josh is rare. Allen he he averages one turnover a game, so it's a it's a rare thing when he doesn't turn it over. Yep. So uh, it's they're hard to stop if he doesn't. Yeah. Um, but it's always the defense's fault. Any hoodles. Uh. And then Tomlin, the big thing after the game, Tomlin would, uh, once he was asked about his coaching future, he just, I think, immediately left the podium and wouldn't speak to it. And then I think yesterday announces that he's going to, he's at least going to come back and finish out the last year of his contract. So scrolling across the bottom line of ESPN as we speak is the Steelers intend to extend Mike Tomlin's contract. Shut up. Are you serious? Are you just, <laughs> oh, scr- are you just screwing I'm, with J.O.? I'm not screwing with J.O. I, I, I told that you just that just happened. <laughs> Amazing. That's going to happen. Absolutely amazing. I, Snoop, I, said it, I said it yesterday. Snoop a loop approves. Snoop Dogg, baby. He uh, just so. I also love how Snoop Dogg, by the way, who could be like a roach and be like a cowboy fan, um, is is like a is still like a Steeler fan. What a guy! What a good guy yeah. that dude is. I hope he's making Mad Bank from those Corona commercials with uh, and Andy Samberg. Is that Andy Samberg? Samberg, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Samberg. So uh, l- last thing before we move on to uh, the. Uh, Eagles uh, funeral. Uh, Brutal. Josh Allen in the playoffs, at least going into last game, averaged 52 yards rushing uh, plus the 74, whatever he averaged, uh, whatever the average is up to. So if you're a, if you're a prop better out there and you see a prop bet like 40-ish, take the go over for it. Josh oh, yeah. Allen for rushing. It. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Josh, jo- Josh Allen over 40 rushing and Josh Allen anytime touchdown uh, is uh... – is probably the best bet for the rest of the playoffs. Um, yeah, so then we went to Monday night. Oh, man. Birds, Bucks, Baker. Baker's coming out in the tunnel, whiffing, uh, whiffing some smelling salts like they're cocaine. Uh, big question, could the Birds turn it around? Uh, you know, they've been in a six-week six week deep here, dip here since starting 10-1, and one, and as Teddy likes to infamously say, the Nin- Niners broke them. Um, they did. They did. And, man, they just couldn't. Couldn't, couldn't get out of the funk. A.J. Brown, of course, it comes out Saturday. Uh, A.J. Brown, sprained knee, wasn't going to be able to give it a go, which was just enough. the best The best meme of the weekend was uh, somebody that did a reels with my, the my cousin Vinny scene uh, overlapped over the news that A.J. Brown wasn't going to play when he's in the woods. Is there any other shit? Is there anything else we could pile on to the shit to the outcome of this case? Is it possible? Um Oh, just the def- right, right from the get-go, the defense just got sliced and diced. Um, it probably could have been even worse. The Bucks, they were dropping balls um, left and right. Uh, it, Mike Evans, did, Mike Evans dropped a bunch of balls the first time they played too. Um, you know, the Eagles that came out like they they ran the ball, were having success, and then they they stopped on like short downs, which was just puzzling. Um, you know, the fan base was going nuts about how they. For some reason, like they don't, they this year they just didn't want to attack the middle of the field. Even though when they did, they had like they would average like twenty five yards a play, and we saw it with Devonta Smith, he had a big big slam play that went for like twenty five yards, and then he had that huge uh, huge play. It didn't almost got a touchdown, but I think it was a fifty two yard reception um, that put him put him on the two yard line, and the Dallas guy goes in and gets the score. But um, yeah, the big the big the, the play calling was awful, and uh, the defense just was. 
absolutely embarrassing. I Brad, I feel bad for Bradbury. This guy was like really good, and he just Stink. he just he just dropped off overnight. Like it's really it's really depressing. I don't know what what exactly happened there um, with him. Maybe I don't know if he's just you know it's a hangover from the penalty in the Super Bowl last year. This guy was all he was an all pro last year. Like it's not like this guy's like trash. Um, pretty pretty nuts, uh, unfortunately. But but you know you know who he did get an interception off this year. Who? Josh Allen. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's which is funny that of when we talk about the Josh Allen turnover. So, um, yeah, that's really what it was, man. I uh, and again, as I'll just speak as the Eagle fan. Like I, I, I don't know what, what's going to happen with Sirianni. Um, he meets with Jeffrey Lurie tomorrow. I, I'm not, I'm not an overreactor. Like I, I'm not firing Sirianni. Um, he's a first-time head coach. Uh, he took over a four and twelve, a bad football team that was four and twelve. Um, and they. Uh, they after starting two and five, they ended up nine and seven, made the playoffs. You know, fourteen and three last year. They go to the Super Bowl, and you know they're, you know, a, a five minutes away from potentially winning it. And then again, they still, despite despite going into this this huge like you know shithole at the end of the year, they were eleven and five, and and they made the playoffs. And they started they started ten and one. And listen, and they were six and, and they were six and three against winning teams. So it's not like it's not like they were getting blown out here by all these great teams. Like they in three in, uh, in five out of five or four out of five weeks, they beat the dolphins, the bills, the chiefs and, and the Cowboys. So um, there were still good things to build off of. You know, hurts hurts had a down year, but still had 35 touchdowns and 15 interceptions, which is the bigger, that was the bigger issue too with him. They just turning the ball over um, way too much this year. Um, We'll see what they do. I, I hope they don't. I, I hope they don't fire him. If they do, you know, I'm not sure. I know Vrabel. Vrabel's been talked about potentially coming in. I I don't really know what to feel about Belichick. We'll talk about coaches here after we preview this weekend. Um, I and I'll I'll give my thoughts on that for the Eagles. But uh, you know, I'd I'd rather I'd rather get just yeah you know, get get some more offensive uh offensive assistant coaches in here to try to um be a little a little bit more creative in the play design to take advantage of all aspects of the field and not just trying to go for big plays. Um, and then they'll have a bit, they'll have a big decision with uh, DeAndre Swift. What's his price tag going to be and uh, if he's going to come back. And if he doesn't think I think they get a fourth. What do you, I think it's a fourth round pick they get um, from Detroit if or no, it's a compensatory pick. I I always forget how that shit works, but um, I think they get a fourth rounder for him if he ends up signing somewhere else. I don't know if I missed any analysis of the game, but that was I think that was pretty much <laughs> pretty much everything you could think of. I got nothing the, to add. The only thing that was missing there was Dear Diary and then Drew talking for twenty <laughs> minutes. Oh yeah, I mean listen, it's it uh, it just it just didn't flip. Kudos to uh, Baker continues the comeback player of the year yeah. uh run that he's on. He got these receiver you would think Evans and Godwin's Godwin were gonna be the two guys, uh having the big games, but uh Two touchdowns by there was a rookie Preston I forgot I forgot his name and then another guy David Moore, two guys I don't even know who the hell they were scoring touchdowns on the Eagles and I, yeah. I just I, listen we look I know the Eagles have been a free in a free fall since that game against the Niners the defense has been pretty bad all year but I just thought there would be a little more fight uh, in this game and I didn't expect the Bucks to so easily you know win this game and open down the field on them but that's exactly what happened so yeah that that, yeah, the, that safety broke them like yeah their spirits they were still like oh we're in the game we're hanging around maybe maybe we'll hang around and steal this one and then gain one runs it. backwards 14 yards yeah it was crazy and, 
and then uh, Hertz, you know, intentionally grounds in the end zone, and they stopped playing football. Then, like yeah. they just quit. That yeah, Baker they, uh, loft touchdown to Godwin, that that was a wrap after that too. Uh, yeah, and, for I mean, sure. I mean, Evans Evans dropped two touchdowns. Like this yeah. game could have even been. Oh, that's what I was saying. It could. I mean, it could have yeah. been. It could have been like really ugly. Um, you know, or even even earlier there. So, so you know, again, I'm not I'm not overreacting. People that are the the fan base is just irrational, which most fan bases are. Like again, I I said it once. We did the postmortem of the Super Bowl. History tells you the team that loses the Super Bowl doesn't go back the next year. Outside of Brady, who needed the the, the Patriots tax against the Chiefs to get back in twenty eight or yeah, back in twenty eight, back in twenty eighteen. I mean, he went three years in a row. So. Yeah, they they beat the they beat the Falcons. They lost to the Eagles, and then you know the. Uh, the phantom, fan, the phantom holding, phantom face or hands to the face, and then uh, another fa- phantom uh, pass and interference. Frank, Frank Clark also jumped off sides on a fourth down. That the well, that was bad, yeah. Game. But I mean, yeah, yeah. Just, there was just there was you know there was Patriots tax all over that game against the Chiefs to get them back to the Super Bowl. Um, it hadn't been done since 1993 with the Bills. So that's 30, 30 years of history tells you whether it's the hangover, the team just gets tired, or it's just you know you don't. You just oh yeah, whatever it is, it just it just happens every single year. So you know, I my expectation, I, my expectation was never that they were going to go back. I always thought they'd win about eleven games this year. The way, just the way that it happened, that they started ten and one, and then that's kind of when the fatigue and everything else kind of happened. I, I know they broke them, Ted. I know, but like right, it's we're just an hour in. Let's get to it's this just week. so weird. So um, yeah, so we got this week. We got let's do NFC first. Forty uh, ers Packers, I'm not going to say a word. Go, Ted. All right, this marks the third time in five seasons that these two teams are facing each other in the playoffs. Uh, For the second straight week, the Packers, they're going to be huge underdogs to a coach they're familiar with. What's the spread? Uh, Nine and a half? I think so, nine and a half. I don't know what the line is right now, but it opened at nine and a half, which I think is is still really high. But Shanahan and, and LaFleur, we know their history, dates back to when they coached together in Washington and Atlanta. Um, they're very familiar with each other's philosophies, and a lot of Green Bay's offensive schemes are taken from the 49ers. Shanahan generally has been the one to get the better of these games, uh, especially the last two playoff games, the one in the snow uh, a couple years ago in Green Bay and then the one in, in 2019 when the Niners went to the Super Bowl or the most recent ones. Uh, the biggest surprise to me, uh, you know, we talked about it when we broke down the uh, recap, the, the Cowboys and the Packers, how well Green Bay's defense played, right? Goff said it. This defense hasn't been really that good this year. Uh, a couple weeks ago, they gave up 30 points to the Carolina Panthers, and they shut down a red-hot Dallas offense. Uh, I don't know if we're going to see that again. You know, Dallas really was kind of became one-dimensional in that game. They couldn't really run the ball well with Tony Pollard. The 49ers, obviously, we know they have the number one running back in football, the, the Russian king, Christian McCaffrey. Three weeks off to heal that calf. Uh, he's ready to go. He's fully healthy. Uh, so the Niners clearly are not going to be a one-dimensional team. And the Packers, on top of that, you have given up the fo- fifth most rushing yards in the NFL while the Niners are the number three running offense in the league. So that tells me the Niners, I think the game plan for them is going to be clear. Let's get the ball to Christian McCaffrey. Uh, he averaged, I believe, eight or nine yards a carry at, at one point this year. I don't know if that was the final number, but it was close to it. So I, I expect a massive Christian McCaffrey game. Uh, that's going to set up the play action to Kittle, the play action to Debo, and then uh, the all-pro, Brandon Ayuk. He had a hell of a year. 
a lot of uh, bombs down the field from from Brock Purdy. So I think that's what they're go- is going to be the key for the for the 49ers in this. Run the ball, control time of possession, get uh, run the ball down their throats, get get the touchdowns, and uh, uh, go on the other side of this thing. What is the key for the Green Bay Packers and Jordan Love? Do they have to get out to an early lead, much like they did against Dallas, to have any chance in this? So this is going to be one of those games where, like, normally it's for the underdog. Control the ball, control the pace, limit turnovers. Like, okay, like, that's the normal stuff. Run the ball, control the clock. I think it's almost oddly the opposite for this one for Green Bay. I think they got to come out full blast. Like, mm-hmm. the the Green Bay, I don't think, wins this game 2017. They they can't. That's not – it's not in the cards. I think the only other way to do it is to go, well, we're not going to win a, a, a slow race. Let's open it up. Uh, they have all of the receivers. I mean, Wicks, uh, Watson, and Dubs all look great last week. Jordan Reed didn't catch a pass, which, you know, right. screwed screwed my, t, uh, my, uh, my prop bet. But – with that said, like they have, they got Musgra- Musgrave and Kraft. They got Aaron Jones. I don't know if AJ Dillon's going to be back. They have weapons and love the way he's putting the ball on the number. This Niners D is great at forcing turnovers and creating chaos. If Love can g- get two extra seconds, one extra second, mm-hmm. and just read the D, he's got the accuracy to fit the ball into the tight window and let these receivers do what they do, like that, like. That's, for Green Bay, true. this isn't a, oh, we're going to run it down your throats. The Niners have a good line. This is a, we're going to win buy, this game 41 to 40. Like, that's how they have to do this. You're right. And the, and the Niners' defense, for as great as they've been this year, they have shown that they could be susceptible to elite quarterback play. I'm not saying Jordan Love's elite yet, but they have been susceptible to that kind of play where uh, if, they're, if their D-line is, is getting blocked and they're not getting to the quarterback quickly – and Jordan Love's going to buy some time like he did against Dallas. He's got the playmakers to get open. So you're right. They, they want to make this thing a shootout. I totally agree with you on Especially, that. Especially, like, since Hufanga went out, like, yeah, the the back end hasn't looked nearly as elite. Right. I, I, I just think you attack, and that that's what it is. The Kylo Ren uh, gif, more, that, that's that's what the Green Bay Packers <laughs> and, need. And if it becomes that type of game, I mean, it's going to be a high-scoring affair because, like I said, yeah. I don't expect – what we saw Green Bay do to Dallas defensively to no. happen here. Be- just because Kyle Shanahan had 20 days to prepare. Well, not 20 days, but he said he started preparing for Green Bay about <laughs> second quarter of the Dallas game. But, the quote you know, the yeah, great quote. He, he, this Listen, Shanahan knows LaFleur well. He knows his team well. Uh, he, he's going to come up with some kind of offensive scheme, and uh, I fully expect – a lot of Debo, and a lot of kill. Once McCaffrey uh, gets going on the ground, we're going to see a lot of play-action downfield throws. So this could, you're right, this could turn into a track meet for all we know. You know, Unless the Niners find a way to get to love early and often, that's the type of game we could have here. J.O., I forget. I was listening to your pod today. Uh, who did you two pick in this? It was Niners given nine. It is still nine and a half. Um, I think Green Bay covers, but I think the Niners win. I think Jordan yeah. Love is just – after what he did last week, I think he's going to cook, but not, like, go wild like he did last week. I think that it's a close game, uh, and the Niners win by, like, seven or eight. Got it. Yeah. I don't think they cover either. I think it's – I think the Pack. what I'm saying is I think the Packers cover that number, yes. But the Niners win. Uh, yeah. 
the only the only realistic way I think that the Packers or the, I'll say the 49ers lose this game is if the Packers can just wreak havoc um on Purdy. Against, against 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 the Niners offensive line and just yeah. have Purdy basically what what happened with the Ravens where Purdy's got to keep he's he's running all over the pace back there um you know Oh, excuse me. Um, it has to make has to make some ill decisions where he, you know he's not just not just hitting guys in stride in their in their routes. And I'm not saying that that's all Brad, Purdy does, but I'm saying if if the game gets mucked up, um, no, Shanahan schemes those receivers open. You know, it's yeah, not, and if Purdy's you know, yeah, that wasn't I was I, I didn't want I wasn't I wasn't pulling a Nick Wright uh, hot take there <laughs> that Purdy that Purdy's just back there not not doing anything. But if if if, if the <laughs> If the Packers are able, if the Packers are able to generate a pass rush the way the Ravens were um, a couple Definitely. weeks ago, that that's the only way I could see that happening. And the Niners are not built; they're not a team that's built to come back. Shanahan's record uh, when he's trailing in the fourth quarter is very ugly. I think it's like one in thirty-one. That it's not good. They're, if they get behind and by more than two touchdowns, things could get ugly. Uh, so I expect the Niners to come out guns a blazing. You know, and putting up points up on the on the board really quick. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, Bucks. let's go. Ghost pick. Go. What's your pick on this? Oh, I thought he said. Sorry. What about yeah. the spread? Do you think that Packers cover that or? It is still nine and a half. Nine and a half. Oh god! Tell me we lost. Tell me we lost. Uh, go for an hour ten in. Damn. All right. It's okay. Let's continue. <laughs> Did we lose go for an Golf hour and ten in? Go Texas. Go Texas. Your uh, picks. How please. does this happen? How does this happen? <laughs> this is insanity. I don't know. I was really enjoying like. I was. The, me too. The, the, the Goff and Teddy just carrying the pod. And me just relaxing. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Uh, this is damn. ridiculous. I gotta got do here? stuff. I don't. I hate I don't everything. Know. Go, you gotta start. You, you gotta start paying. I know he he's, he can still hear me. You gotta start paying your cable bill, man. Pay pay that Wi-Fi bill. Hey, he, compa- the, listen, Wi-Fi bill. he said it was the Mike McCarthy of the pod. This is what happens, man. Disappear. He disappeared in the fourth quarter, <laughs> man. Oh God. All, all right. right, let's let's get to the. All right, that's all right. I just I don't I didn't want to I didn't want to be a jinx to the Niners. That's why I didn't want to go over the top. That I think there's zero chance that the Packers are gonna win that game. Um, so I can get in these other ones. Uh, Rams Bucks. Uh. Again, this is it's this is six the um, Rams are six and a, or yeah, about Lions. Yeah, Lions, Bucks. Lions, the Lions are six like and a half Rams. point favorites at home. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Um I don't know. I don't I, I think the Lions are going to win this game. I don't I don't really have a path for the Bucks. Like I outside of like the the, the you know, trying to take advantage of the um the Lions like awful secondary, I just I, I don't fear the run game because again they you know Ky- Kyron Williams was probably the hottest running back um, in the second half of the season and they did a really good job just like he didn't do anything you know the the, the Rams couldn't get any any type of run game going so I don't you know as much as I love Rashad White but I, I if if the Lions if the Lions can contain the run game there it, it's well, really the, bu- it, the Bucks can win this let's just they, let's, yes they can your 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 assessment is not spot on. Okay, all right. The the Bucks, you, all they you have, cook cook. All they all they have to do is bring the offense that they brought last week, which Detroit's defense has not been great. Mm-hmm. They Puka just went crazy for uh, against them. If if now they got they go against Mike Evans uh, and Godwin, who not that they're better than. You know Puka and 
Cooper Cup and Matt Stafford, but you could argue that the Bucks' offense is clicking more than the Rams' offense as a unit based on what they did last week. So all they have to do is go tit for tat, have the ball last, and kick a game-winning field goal. I mean, that's my thought. Um, I think they can go tit for tat with the Lions. I don't know that they will, but, like, I if how much did they put up last week? Like 37 or 31 or something? 32, I think. 32. Um yeah, I mean, they. I think they could put up thirty again, and and if they, they I think they could win a thirty-three thirty game. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, you're totally right, Jordan. I think the Bucks do have a path. This is the battle of number one picks. Both of them took uh, the long way to get here. Jared Goff, you know, obviously played for the Rams, played in the Super Bowl, was cast aside. Baker Mayfield, we know his story. The Browns, he actually got the playoff victory with the Browns. And uh, he was unceremoniously dumped for Deshaun Watson. And then after a brief stint with the Rams and the Panthers, he's putting up a strong case for comeback player of the year here with Tampa Bay. And it looks like he's finally found a team that uh, he can succeed with, and he's got a lot of teammates that love him. And he's he's a gamer, man. You just watch him play. He's a football guy. I, I actually have enjoyed seeing the renaissance of Baker Mayfield. It's good to see. Uh, but I'm with you, Jordan, right? The Bucks can put up points, and this Detroit defense just showed how much they couldn't stop Puk Nakua. So you're telling me Mike Evans or Chris Godwin can't go off in this game? I, I think we could see something like that. And uh, the, the only issue with the Bucks here, they gave up the fourth most passing yards this year. Now, the Eagles weren't able to take advantage of it, obviously. Uh, but the Lions, you know, with, with uh, Laporta, uh, the emergence of Jamison Williams now, Josh Reynolds, and, of course, the Sun God, uh, it, it might end up being a 33-30 to 30 type of game, like you said, Jordan, right? They The Lions threw uh, the second most pass yards in the NFL this year, and Jared Goff at home is a completely different quarterback. He averages 280 yards a game at home, and 19 of his 30 touchdown passes this year all came at home. So I think the crowd's going to be rocking. They're going to have their second straight home playoff game after going 32 years of not having any. So we know they're going to have the home field advantage. It's just that is the defense going to be able to make the big plays to limit Baker Mayfield, which, look, Baker's also susceptible to making, you know, boneheaded plays here and there. But, you know, I want to see Detroit, you know, win this game. I really want to see them win. I want to see them have a deep playoff run. But for some reason, I don't know what it is, I think I'm going to go with the mild upset here. Give me the Buccaneers in a tight game. Whoa. Yeah, I'm, go I'm going crazy. Whoa. Wow. I'm taking the Bucks, man. Kind of wild. I, and, Baker. It, yeah. It's wild that you wouldn't have picked the Rams to beat the, the Lions, but but you're going Bucks. Interesting. Just from what I saw okay. this game against the Eagles, I feel like that they can hang around with the Lions. Go and go taking Detroit. Yes, Gove took Detroit. Uh, okay. All right. Interesting. I, I'm 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 gonna take Detroit too. I think they. I uh, went back and forth on this all day today. I said, look, I, I Detroit's gonna win at their home, but I don't know. Something's telling me that I think Baker's gonna go punch for punch with Jared Goff in this offense. Okay. Yeah. I, 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 I think he does for three quarters, and I think the fourth quarter he can't keep up. And, and right. Then, and then the someone Lions on Detroit's win. defense, like a guy like Aiden Hutchinson, is gonna have to step up and make a play. I think Detroit wins by a score. I was gonna say I think I think the Lions won by a touchdown as well. And the funny thing is, I did take. I think I no. I did. I no. I had taken Dallas over Detroit in our. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. We all so. Did. Um, 
All right, cool, cool. All right, what, and then that brings what us. What was it? It was like six and a half. I think I said they Detroit it's wins. Six by and a half. Like, yeah, yeah, I think Detroit wins by like four. Uh, okay. Yeah, I, I think they went by a solid seven. I think they get the touchdown win. Okay. All right. Uh, all right. So we got Texans Ravens. This is all, this is on Saturday. This is the the kickoff game. Saturday at four thirty. Uh, Baltimore is a nine and a. So both games on Saturday, nine and a half point favorites. Right. Texans Ravens go. Uh, Lamar Jackson one and three in the playoffs. C.J. Stroud has the same number of playoff wins as Lamar Jackson. So this is the this is a game of the the league MVP against the rookie of the year, which is going to be exciting stuff. Can the Ravens' offense finally show up to a playoff game? Right. They average with Lamar Jackson in his four playoff games. They average 13 points per game, which is not good enough. So I I kind of looked at this game from the Texans side. How can they win? Not that I'm picking them, but how can they win? Uh, they have to slow down Lamar Jackson. So if you look at the four losses that the Ravens had in the regular season, uh, that those teams had really good defensive coordinators. Um, Mike Tomlin twice, although one was with a backup. Jim Schwartz, Schwartz for the Cleveland Browns, and Gus Bradley with the Colts. Now, Gus Bradley was also the guy that, uh, when the Chargers beat the Ravens a couple years ago, uh, he was the defensive coordinator for that, and he was able to slow down Lamar. So this time around, it's D'Amico Rines, the head coach of the Houston Texans, who... Came from the San Fran 49ers, who last year they had the number one defense. They allowed the fewest yards in the league and the, uh, the, the least amount of points in the league. This year, the Texans, we just saw what they did to Joe Flacco and the Browns in the playoffs. They're playing a much better, and that's going to be the, the game plan to, to uh, beat the Ravens. They're going to have to slow Lamar down, and I don't think they're going to be able to totally put the clamps on him only because Lamar, look, they're going to have Mark Andrews back. Zay Jones is healthy. Uh, that that run game now, you, they just added Dalvin Cook, right, off the practice squad. He just signed with them, if I'm not yep. mistaken. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. So this might be a case where the offense is just too loaded. Lamar is in a different mindset than he was in 2019, kind of the unfinished business. Hey, Gopher, are we back? Hold on. Uh, no. Oh, he's no. back, baby. Is he? The Come back of the century. Gentlemen, oh, can you hear me? Oh, I can we hear can, Loud and clear, we can, baby. We can hear you, Gopher. Oh, baby, I'm back. So the Texans, you could hop in here. Let's let's just hope that doesn't lose the whole podcast, whatever you just did. So I I know exactly what happened, and I'll tell you off air. All right, (laughs) hop in. Once I finish this, hop in here. Texans are Stroud and the Texans were (coughs) 7-3 against against teams with a winning record this year. He averaged 300 yards a game uh, in those games. uh, Yeah, in those 10 games, he averaged 300 yards a game, 21 touchdowns, two picks. Texans lost the Ravens, but it was week one. It was it was uh, Stroud's first professional game. So I think that uh, if Stroud can get going here and do the same thing he did against the Browns, I mean, they, the Browns were the number one defense. So why can't he do the same thing here to the Ravens? Uh, that, I, that's the aspect I looked at it from, how the Texans can win this game. So, Goff, what do you think here? Hold on. Hold on. on. Let Drew go. Hold Drew on. Oh, sorry, minutes. Drew. Go ahead, Drew. I'm going to be real quick. The kid's going to win the game. Ooh. The kid, the kids. What I didn't want to. I figured Jay was going to pick him too. Wow. The kids, okay. The kids going to win the game. C.J. Stroud. The Texans are actually going to pull this off. I feel it. They're going to come in. He's going to be slinging the ball around. Uh, Baltimore. They're going to. They're going to. They're going to be. Uh, the, what every year, like one of the one seeds, always looks a little, a little shaky, a little bit of rust. Um, they don't always necessarily lose, but there's a. It's a much. They get themselves into a much closer game than you think they are. 
Does the uh, Ravens think, curse continue? I think it's going to be the Ravens. I may, I may just be me fawning over C.J. Stroud and my love for Tank Dell, and I just I really like D'Amico Ryan's. Well, Texans are going to win the game. Right. They win by a field goal. Boom. So uh, go go. So C.J. Stroud has looked really good on the road as a quarterback, especially as a rookie. However, here are the defenses he's faced: Cincinnati, Tennessee, Jacksonville, Indianapolis, Carolina, and Atlanta. Those are all in the bottom half of the league. As a matter of fact, they're all in the bottom third of the league in pass defenses. Twice, C.J. Stroud had to go on the road and play an actual, real defense. The first was week one against Baltimore. Baltimore won 25-9, but hey, his first first start, throw it out. The other time, big disappointing game about six weeks ago against the New York Jets. It was his worst game of the year. He averaged four yards per pass attempt. I... Rookie on the road, hostile environment. He he was home last week. This one's not home. And uh, to make a little sound effect that we uh, started last week, <laughs> Ravens are taking <laughs> this one. I got I got the Ravens too. I think they CJ Stroud's going to show glimpses of greatness, just like Jordan Love might. But I don't think it's going to be enough. Jordan, do it. Ravens easy. <sighs> wow. The kid's going to do it. Screw it! Um, All right, the the uh, the Ravens are. You really are, were drunk because you don't remember my analysis. I don't. No, I could no idea um, who you picked. The, <laughs> the, the Ravens defense is going to get pressure, and that's going to just throw off everything on the uh, on Houston's offense. What Houston should do, um, if I were them, man coverage on the outsides, bracket the tight end underneath and over the top. Spy Lamar on both sides of the line um, and try and contain him in the pocket and basically force him to just hit receivers on the outside. And if he does, great. Um, easier said than done. But yeah. if, if, if Houston can successfully do that, then I think they're right in this game. I don't think they're going to be able to successfully do that. I, I think the Ravens uh, run away with it. Cool. So that. So that's the uh, that's that's kicking us off and the clo- What's going to close us on six thirty? The biggest game of the playoffs, part three. Yeah. Chiefs going to Buffalo this time. Uh, Mahomes, Allen, Buffalo minus three. Not sure what the weather is. I saw some things that said like Cook, Drew, Cook, Cook. Uh, it's gonna be Josh. It's it's his time. This is it. This is the moment. He's got home field. He, he doesn't have to fear coin tosses. There will never be a more opportune time to beat the Chiefs. You know, as good as the defense has been, that offense has looked absolutely dreadful, especially the second half of the season. Multiple games they've gone second half like they've gone and not even been able to score a single point in the second half of games. Um, you can blame you can blame the the receivers all you want. Mahomes also has not looked that great. Has not looked that great this year. A lot of crying to the refs. Um, there may be some Chiefs tax that gets paid that could sway this game. I, I really hope not. Uh, I hope we get a clean. I don't have to text uh, for two teams I have no um, no stake in to bitch about the officials. Um, I just think it's Josh's time. He's gonna he's gonna play clean football. 
they're gonna run the ball and uh it's gonna be his time and he's gonna he's gonna be standing over Patrick Mahomes mountain so the real question is do they do they just leave Kadarius did the Chiefs just leave Kadarius Tony home um <laughs> like because he didn't play he didn't play on Saturday right no he didn't draft yeah, no, do they do they just do they just leave him home again and be like yeah we're we're, we're good Kadarius you just you just, you just <laughs> especially you, yeah, Sky Moore's yeah, ahead, coming off the IR, so yeah, they have they have yeah, you, less need for Kadarius Tony. You go ahead, you go ahead and stay there. Now, I just like, this is it. Like, if you're not gonna, if you're not, if you're not gonna beat Mahomes now and the Chiefs, like, you're just you're just never gonna do it. Um, I, I'd be disappointed if it went the other way, and he went back and had like three interceptions, and and they end up losing the game, and you know they get a field goal to go ahead, but then the defense gives up like. Uh, you know, 50 yards to Mahomes and kicks a field goal to win. And I got to hear Teddy tell me how the defense let Josh Allen down again. So <laughs> I, I hope for the sake of Jo's data that that doesn't happen. So uh, I looked into this game and the Mahomes on the road for the first time is going to be the, the narrative of the weekend. And so I looked up the home road splits. Kansas City, obviously better at home. So is Buffalo. But how much? Uh, Kansas City, two points better uh, at home than on the road. They only score 20 points a game on the road. Uh, they allow 18 points a game on the road. So they're all, you know they're still winning, but not by much. But here's the key stat, and it's going to be for uh, Josh Allen, too, in a minute. Mahomes at home, 17 touchdowns to eight interceptions. Mahomes on the road, 11 touchdowns to nine interceptions. Mm. Meanwhile, you look at Josh well, at like, home. And, and five of those were against the Raiders, weren't they? Uh, those the home game, yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Josh Allen at home. Uh, the Bills are four points better at home, twenty-eight points a game at home. Uh, they only allow sixteen points a game at home. And Josh Allen, Josh Allen on the road, eleven touchdowns, eleven interceptions. But Josh Allen at home, eighteen touchdowns, seven interceptions. The Buffalo crowd is going to be crazy. I'm going to drop my F-bomb of the podcast that I'm allowed now. We're going to see fucking Taylor Swift's face plastered <laughs> on a couple of the flaming tables as Buffalo Bills Let's go. fans take their Zubaz pants and jump th- off of a snow mound through her face. <laughs> Buffalo <laughs> going to the AFC championship game. Give me the Let's Bills. Do it. Let's do it. I love it. I love it. I love when golf gets animated. Thank you. Nobody circles the wagons like people, people jumping on Taylor Swift's face. <laughs> uh, J- Jordan, you want to go or you want me to go? Nah, I'm just riding Drew on this one. I just he's he's so convinced on this one that I'm I'm just not messing with it. I'm I'm riding with Drew. Yeah, I'm kind of like nervous that Drew's so like adamant and convinced I, that the Bills I, are going to win this thing. Like, I said it. I, it's not. It's nerve wracking. Since they were since they were six and six, I said it. I said I know if they you beat, have. I said if they beat Dallas, they're going to win out and they're going to go to the Super Bowl. You, you have, but the, you have. It's going to happen. I'm telling you. No, no it, you it's have. his time. It's just this is this is like Pey- I don't know, I can't remember if I said this last night or not, Jordan. But this is like Peyton Manning when he finally got to his first Super you Bowl. You did say this. Yeah. He had. He, it, they had to get through New England. Like it, it, it just wouldn't have been right if he didn't finally get over Brady and Belichick. Right. And I'll never forget that. I was in Seton Hall in my dorm room. They went down twenty-one to three. He threw that pick six at to end the half, and it was like, oh my god, this is gonna happen again. And then Peyton comes out in the second half and just dices that team up and goes, gets his W, and gets to go to the Super Bowl. It. This is it. It's this. This. This is why. He had to fear coin tosses for for a year and a half. This is why he had to get Burrow bet him over his knee last year. 
it's his time. It is his time. Right. So basically, the only thing saying, I'm worried about is the Chiefs tax, but that's every week. That's it. What What I was saying was that the fact that you're so adamant on it, it, it seems like there's like a hint of sarcasm these past None. like seven or eight weeks. No, you, you seem to be on board. So there's we'll, we'll not. See. But <laughs> anyway, they showed the, they showed they showed they showed me something in the Dallas game because that could they could have easily just rolled up there after after losing that Eagles game and Dallas was riding high. And they just beat the living crap. They beat them 31 th- I know they scored that meaningless touchdown. It was 31-3, and it wasn't close. Allen was sensational. They ran the ball. I, I was like, that that that, that game was going to be the fulcrum point to see where this team went. And they absolutely dominated it. So I'm in. There's no sarcasm in so, this Josh Allen thing, Ted. There's none. I'm, ha- I'm happy to hear that. None. So, um, you're, it took you a couple of years, but you're on board. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, by the way, I went back and listened to the the pre-show last year. I picked the guy to win MVP and the Bills to go to the fucking Super Bowl. <laughs> but yeah, apparently, <laughs> apparently, I've been off Josh Allen and the Bills for two years. Apparently, get on board, Drew. Come I hate on. you. Go ahead, keep going. Your game. So the, no, I was just saying. Look, look, the interesting thing for this is the Bills have actually gotten the better of the Chiefs in the regular season, right? We know, yeah. we know the Chiefs. The last time these two teams played, the infamous 13 seconds coin flip game, uh, that got the rules of the overtime changed, right? So lame. Th- Head to head, when you include those playoff games, Mahomes versus Allen, three and three. Ooh. So this is this is the rubber match. This is the seventh meeting of their careers. So this is for all the marbles to go to the conference title game. Uh, you know they've been look. We said it. They've been on a roll since they reeled off five straight. They were six and six. They looked really good against the win in the win against Pittsburgh last week. Especially Josh Allen. He didn't turn the ball over, which is a rarity for him. Um, <clears throat> so the key thing here is Kansas City, right? They do uh, – the Bills – I'm sorry, I, got, I, I had my notes here and I just got uh, – I lost it here. Okay, so the Chiefs have struggled against the run, and the Bills during this run here have been buoyed by the newfound run game, right? James yep. Cook, Josh Allen, during this six-game win streak, it's been all about the run. Stephon Diggs, look, he hasn't been making those downfield deep catches like he normally has. Instead, it's been the tight ends, Kincaid, Dawson Knox – uh, Gabe Davis, he could probably just stay home for this one too, right, Drew? I mean, he, I, he could just. I when when I <laughs> I didn't even I didn't even realize he was hurt last week when I just right. saw that he wasn't catching. I'm like, oh, I mean, that's that's nothing new that Gabe Davis is putting up a friggin' zero. So so the Chiefs, although they've been the strong focal point, uh, the defensively, they're you know has carried them. If the Bills can get that run attack going early and often, uh, it's going to put a lot of pressure on Mahomes to uh, score some points. Yeah. And the only thing I could see here for the Chiefs is they need a repeat of Rashi Rice's game against Miami last week. They really need him to get going. And Isaiah Pacheco is another guy that's got to get it going on the ground because the, the, defensively the, it's not like the Bills are like this all-world unbeatable defense. So no. this is a game that I could see going back and forth. And, if look, if Joe Burrow went into Buffalo last year in the snow and won a playoff game, who's to say that Patrick Mahomes – can't go in there and do the same thing. But I'm with you guys. I just think that uh, the Chiefs are just not the same team this year. Josh is finally going to get over this hump. We're all on board together. Josh Allen, Bills Mafia, going to the conference title game. Let's do it, baby. Josh, this is your time. It is. If not now, when, baby? Never. (laughs) Never. If you can't do it now. Um, Interesting interesting tidbit that uh, I saw on um, some Twitter feeds today. Andy, uh, the the Chiefs are preparing themselves for Andy Reid uh, retiring at the end of the season. Really? Yeah. It's not. It's not. A, it's not a definite. It's not like. It, Is that a legitimate has, source? 
Uh, I, I mean, I, who knows anymore? Because with blue and yellow, I don't know blue checks, yellow checks, like who's actually a legit thing. But yeah. I saw like there were there was about four or five tweets I saw with it that didn't seem like it was like you know NFL scoops twenty seven or something like that. Um, that that they're pre- they're preparing for the possibility of it because it's you know la- last year they thought that he might do it. Um, and so this year they're thinking this might actually be the uh, the last year of uh hmm. of Big Red. So um. Or maybe he just maybe he'll. Uh, yeah, I guess you couldn't do that, right? Because the draft. Pick. I don't know what his contract is. I was like, wouldn't that be funny if he came back to Philly? That'd be pretty sweet. Uh, I love Big Red. Um, all right, Eddie Hoodle. So we have some coaching stuff. We'll do a quick. Uh, we'll do a quick riff session here. Uh, we're 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 on target for this hour forty five. Um, Bill Belichick, second interview with the Falcons. Did not see that coming. Um, thoughts, fit. That's- that's Good fit, Bill, no that's fit. That's Bill Belichick interviewing the Falcons. That's not the Falcons interviewing Bill <laughs> yeah. Belichick. I mean, it makes sense, but they don't have a quarterback. So he's going to get their defense to play well, and it's going to depend if he hires an offensive coordinator that can actually do things or if he brings in Josh McDaniels. And what pick do they have in the draft? Would, would they go after one of these eight. rookies? They have eight. So they eight, can. Yeah. So likely what could happen is – you know, obviously, a guy like Russell Wilson is going to be available. There's going to be some quarterbacks available. Kirk, but Justin. Yeah. Yeah. If with the number eight pick, uh, if Belichick does go there, which if he's having a second meeting with them, I think the mutual interest obviously is there, and he's going to end up there. It's going to be very interesting, but uh, it's bad news for the rest of the teams in that division because Atlanta was already looking like the team that was going to be the one next year to take the next step once they got rid of Arthur, whoever the coach may be, just because of the talent. So Belichick, I think, is a good fit there. Right. I, they're, yeah, they're not going to be able to draft a quarterback. Raiders are going to trade up in front of them. Bam. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I I think if he takes that gig, then this Shula's record is his primary uh, target here. Not necessarily getting to could, the Super Bowl. F- fields could, maybe Fields could be a guy they trade there. You never know. <sighs> yeah, I, I don't know. His, I, his quarterback I, situation can't be worse than Mac would you, Jones Would you give up Bailey the number Zappi. eight pick? Like, everybody, everybody on three. Would you give up the eight pick for Fields? One, two, three. No. 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 That's like a second rounder. Jay, Jay I was just not going to respond. <laughs> I wasn't sure. I'm like, I don't know if I would or not. If would I, you? Would you? Give, would you give up the eighth pick for, for Fields? If, if you're the Falcons, maybe. No. You I, have so I, many pieces in place already. Like, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, but I, I'd, ra- I'd rather Russell sign Russell Wilson makes sense. I'd rather Russell sign Fields Kirk. the last piece. Come yeah, on, I'd like. rather draft a a big beefy uh, lineman and just sign Kirk Cousins. Yes. I think Russell Wilson's oh, yeah, a fit there. Too, yeah, that's, yeah. That's I mean, I'd rather do that than give up eight for uh, for Fields. Um, hey, Jimmy Garoppolo's going to be free. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's going to be so delicious. Um, Jimmy G. So Jimmy. McCarthy's McCarthy's back. Um, yeah. Shocker. I I was absolutely stunned. Um, Same here. Like, listen, it's it's different. Listen, the Yankees are different. The Lakers are different. The Dallas like. These these are these are the most polarizing teams in sports. Like they always have been. They always will. Well, maybe they always have. Maybe not always, but you know, uh, for a better part of our lives, like they have been. It's just it is what it is. There, yeah, you know, a lot of front running fan bases. There's yeah, obviously the loyal fan bases too. But um, you know, America's team straight three straight years of twelve and five, and then coming up just the losses are bad. Like I, I get that they you know they beat up a bad. Pat or a bad um, Buccaneers team last year in the first round to get that that playoff win, but like you know, three years ago you have the the 
you you lose to Garoppolo, which was nuts at home, and you have that the the fourteen second QB draw fiasco that happened, um, and with no timeouts and the clock runs out. You know, last year, I mean, Dak Dak was just bad. He was so bad, and then they run that last they they run that last play uh, with Zeke getting absolutely demolished playing center, and then they you know they're about as much of a favorite as you can be. Um, and the path for the Super Bowl was right there, and you get absolutely annihilated by the youngest team in football with a quarterback starting his first playoff game. I, I can't believe McCarthy's coming back. It's that's insane to me. But yeah, especially because Jerry Jones. Sorry, go. Jerry Jones's original statement was that Mike McCarthy would be judged by his last game. Oof. So if you're telling me that's what we're judging him by, this is a terrible move because clearly the team didn't look prepared against Green Bay. No. Pack, Packers punched them in the mouth. They couldn't respond. Uh, Dan Quinn, who before this game, there was a lot of talk of him getting head coaching uh, interviews, which he has gotten a couple here in recent days. But now report came out saying if Quinn doesn't get a head coaching job, he's, com- he's coming back. His defense just got lit up. So this is a type of uh, game where I felt like you need to just clean house start fresh, wash the stink off what just happened and what's happened the last couple years. And I, I don't know how Jerry Jones can truly think he's any closer to a Super Bowl than he was the day before by keeping McCarthy. It's, it's crazy to me. And then yeah, McCarthy, well, especially when you have a Belichick out there. And then, yeah. I, listen, I, I don't I – don't, Belichick, I don't, Vrabel. Yeah, I mean, there's there's some na- – and, I mean, even even Tomlin possibly could have been out there at one point. Um, but I know Mike, that he, Mike McCarthy comes out there and says, we established a championship program. I know how to win and we'll get over the threshold. What what championship program have you established? They they just beat up on they're, – they're, they have enough talent to just dominate and beat up on bottom feeders. It's they're not even the best team in Texas. Like, crazy, what are we man. doing here? Like, Jerry Jones had to. This is the only way this makes sense in my head. He had to reach out in those 24 hours to Belichick and Vrabel, and they both had to say no. That's Probably. the only way this makes sense. And, and frankly, Pete Carroll, too. Like, yeah. Well, like, and, da- and, and Dak's, Dak's cap hit is, what, 60 mil next year? Yeah. And, and he's, he's probably uh, he's, he's probably his gonna, last year also. And they're going to they're gonna have to extend him, and which means the bill is going to be 350 mil. I think 350 is going to be what we're looking at here. Um Jeez. Oh, he's gonna ask for the fifty mil a year, especially after the. Well, the whole thing, yeah, I know. The whole I, I've I've seen some people say he's gonna do a team friendly deal. I'm like, no. He, he remember? Do we not remember his last contract negotiations? Exactly. Where, yeah, like I, I I don't know. I, the only the only guy that's rooting for this whole this whole uh, fiasco to work out is Jo. Hilariously, but. <laughs> cool. All right, there he is. Jo gave his feedback. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. What about Jo made the Mike Tomlin exit? That's what he did. I'm just making sure. I don't. I, I don't know. I don't know if he he pulled a goof and he's gone, or he's just, he's just no, doing a shtick. I just don't have anything else to add. <laughs> what, what What about the Chargers? Uh, they interviewed Harbaugh and Vrabel. What do you think? Uh, what happens there? You got. It's gonna I, be. I think it's, it's gonna Harbaugh. be Harbaugh. Yeah, it's Harbaugh. Harbaugh. Now, Harbaugh. Vrabel was more and of a frankly, fit with Seattle, right? As a as a Raider fan, Vrabel's the one I'm more scared of if they hire. If they hire Vrabel, I'm like, oh crap. Speaking of the but, Raiders, tell us about your team here. Why haven't they no, hired? You Antonio Pierce yet? I uh, officially, yes, I am. And again, it, it's just it's just the little Twitter people dropping little hints and breadcrumbs. If Mark Davis hasn't announced the hiring yet. It's only the only reason is if he's unsure of it. Mm-hmm. So the hope um, is that I don't know he's waiting to announce it 
Friday to get the headline Saturday. Like that's all we could hope for. But there, there's there's murmurs of also reaching out to Mike Vrabel for an interview. So and Pierce has interviewed elsewhere since, right? He is Atlanta and Tennessee. Okay. So like, I Antonio Pierce is Dan Campbell light. Like yeah. the team this year, once Pierce was hired, turned into the number one uh, scoring defense in the league, which is absurd when you look at the Raiders roster because they are last in the league in cap spending. He acquired Jack Jones because he coached him in high school and in college, and Jack Jones looked great. Uh, Malcolm Kuntz had zero sacks before Antonio Pierce. He ended the season in the last eight games with nine sacks. And looking at pass rushing duos, and this is going to break Jordan's heart just a little bit, the pass rushing duo in the league that created the most QB pressures by like two over Watt and Highsmith was Crosby and Kuntz with 146 pressures. It breaks my heart 0%. All right, well, I, I wish it broke your heart 2%. <laughs> but, like, this this defense looks great. Yes, he's a defensive-minded head coach, and you're, you know the trend is higher the offensive-minded head coach because you get their thoughts and you can't lose them. So you get stability with your quarterback. I understand that, and Raiders are about to draft a new quarterback. I don't understand why it hasn't happened yet. I haven't got I, – I, I'm not – in a good place with it and if it next week we're here and he still is not hired or they hired someone else there will be a rant and i'm going to ask to borrow <laughs> all of your f-bombs for those oh, five minutes for man. me oh yeah now i'm rooting for this now i'm rooting for <laughs> let's this. go now i'm feeling it in my loins all that coach talk i don't care about but if we're gonna get a, <laughs> if we're gonna get a gof rant because they don't hire the right guy the Raiders don't hire the right guy. I, that's wait, that's well, the juice. Are we that's getting a rant juice. from you because of this Mike to- Toblin stuff no. now? Okay. No, I, I, this is exactly okay. what I – He predicted I, it. He did. I, I got I to gotta say, I am I will do the biggest Gronk spike of all time if Bel- <laughs> if Bel- if, Bel- if, Bel- if Belichick is doing these multiple meetings with the friggin' Falcons because he's because behind the scenes he's negotiating with – with uh, with Davis to take over the Raiders, and then they trade they traded like the next five years first round picks for Caleb Williams because I said that about seven weeks ago. I will Gronk spike that so hard. Spike if it. That's what happened, man. Speaking uh, of the Gronk man. spike, uh, are you pumped for this Gronk uh, kick two with the? Uh, Jo's all about it. I, I I totally forgot about this him and John year. Cena did a commercial. It was great. I totally forgot about it. When I just, I just, it just, they just played it. I thought it was another Geico Caveman commercial, which is probably the best thing about the. Uh, I'm glad that they're back. The postseason. Tina got, Tina's it's been the here. best part. Tina's here. We're getting back together. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'll be interested where Vrabel goes. Um, it, that would be. I, I would say if if Lurie does get rid of Sirianni, I I think it would only be for Vrabel at this point. Um, yeah. I don't I think, think Vrabel Vrabel fits in Seattle or DC. I think. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think I think uh, right. I'm two and a half minute warning. I know. I know. Cool. I know. We're um, keeping it under hour 45. Yeah. I think sure. the commanders are going to go like a, a, an off an offensive coordinator route. I, I don't know. Although where where where's the where's what's his face? The Chiefs guy that just got there. Where's he going to end up? Because wasn't that the whole point for him to go I would there love, and take over? I would for love the enemy. Yeah. Be enemy. I would love for be enemy to become the offensive coordinator for the Raiders. That would be lovely. I, I just I I. I thought that was why he went to Washington because he was going to be their next head coach. Well, they got a new yeah, ownership now. New so owner. Things yeah. change. Uh, fair, yeah, fair, fair point. Maybe he'll end up in Philly. Plans change, pal. <laughs> exactly Steelers, Steelers need an offensive coordinator. 
Yeah, they sure do. Um, at a quarterback, so you get a lot of, a lot of fun stuff going on there. Um, football, 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 football. I'm trying to think. I had one more thing, and of course I lost it. But with Goff, Goff, Goff getting a little bit of nervousness, uh, stole my. Uh, what about the comeback mid podcast, Goff, man? I, I figured it out, and yeah, when we when we end this thing, I'll I'll yeah, tell you all about it, it. Pulling it, pulling out all the stops to get there. Well, I can't, I can't remember what I wanted to. Uh, what I wanted to say. If it wasn't so, said in the last 105 minutes. I don't. Th- I don't think it's all that meaningful for probably for this week. Probably. Probably not. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go refill my coffee and get some Dunkaroos. So, all right, man. Good stuff. We will. Uh, we will be back next week. Um, well, I guess this is the early. We got the early game Sunday, right? So maybe. Uh, maybe we'll do a Sunday night. Uh, Sunday night uh, recording. Hey. Because they had to be over by eight thirty, so we'll see. But uh, yeah, man, let's uh, let's have some fun. Go, go, everybody. Uh, but most especially, our hero, Josh Allen. It's your time, Josh. Get it done, baby. Big kisses. Good talk. See you out there. Any given Sunday, you're either gonna win or you're gonna lose. You wish you had my prom night.